You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Chris Kenny. He's a master sales coach. He's a million-dollar business owner and a wealth mentor. And today, we're going to speak about how to break your money rules, how to accelerate your income, and first of all, where and how to start in your business. Hi, Chris. It's great to have you on the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here, Eleanor. Thanks for having me. Chris, you're working with million-dollar businesses, and I'm sure that you got a lot of interesting strategies for us. But my first question would be, how to start? I know a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling, and they are starting their web pages, their Facebook pages, and uh, their podcasts, and uh, they are still not earning money. So my first question to you will be, what is your advice for the beginners, how to start? Yeah, you know, how to start. Obviously, the first thing you have to do is find a problem that people have, right? What's a problem that people have and then create a solution for it. So that's the first thing. And then once you have that sorted, you know, when I think about starting, when I think about how I started, I didn't go like that tech route. I didn't go like, you know, let me start posting in all these social media channels. Let me podcast. Let me, you know, let me do all these different things. It was more about asking myself the really simple question. And the question was, where are my people? Where are my target market? What do I have to say to them when I get to them? in order to create some intrigue and get into a conversation. So I really kept it that simple. And because I was working primarily with entrepreneurs, I, you know, I just asked myself, where are entrepreneurs? And I was like, well, I can find entrepreneurs at entrepreneurial events where there's other mentors that are teaching. So I would simply just started showing up at all those events. And then I would interact, I would network, I would take people out to lunch, we'd go out to dinner, we'd have breakfast together. And we'd end up in these incredible conversations about entrepreneurship, about problems and challenges that they were having in entrepreneurship. And then it was from those conversations that I was able to create some interest, create some intrigue, and start to enroll clients. I think we really overcomplicate things. I wouldn't be, you know, one of the things that's in my bio is that I built, you know, I took my business to about $300,000 without a website, without a social media presence, without business cards. That's absolutely true. I was showing up where my target market was, interacting, bringing value, and then having an enrollment conversation. So again, ask yourself, where's your target market? You know, what Facebook groups might they be in with the times that we're in right now? We're not out, we're not interacting as much uh, face-to-face you know, because of what's going on in the world. But what Facebook groups are they in? Start going in those groups. Start posting in those groups. Start conversations in those groups. You know, post conversation starters. And then when the conversation starts, you type, you bring value, you bring value. You move that person from a public conversation to a direct message conversation. Well, then you have a communication inside of your direct messages. Then you move the person from a direct message to a phone call. And, but that's all I'd be doing if I was just starting. Who's my target market? Where can I find them? 
go where they hang out and then start conversations. There's no more important skill set in my, in my world. I just think the ability to show up where your people are, share some value and engage in a conversation is the number one skill set. Because once you do that, now you can start building the know, you can start building the like, you can start building the trust. You end up in a phone call and you end up with a client. Now, in terms of website and all those different things, if you're out and you're interacting and you're doing so online, because that's where we're forced to do it right now more than anything is to be online. Sure, have a three-page website, but don't spend six months <laughs> trying to create like the perfect, you know, staple online of yourself because people are going to connect to who you are. So put up a three-page website so that it's there. But then go and interact <laughs> and let people connect to your energy. Let, let people connect to your personality. Let people connect to who you are. And that's what they end up purchasing. And remember this, people don't buy when they understand you. They buy when they feel like that you really understand them. So be more focused on understanding them, understanding their problems, understanding their challenges, understanding where they are. I think we focus too much on ourselves thinking, oh my gosh, I have to show them who I am. That's not what people purchase. <laughs> they buy when they feel understood. Yes, absolutely. I love this, that very often we are trying to show ourselves as a hero, that we are credible, we are professional, we are this and that, but this is not what it's all about, right? We need to show that we understand our customers. So Chris, I see here two barriers, two problems for people who are starting their businesses or want to move their businesses to the next level. So first one is inner barriers and kind of money barriers. And the second barrier can be just barrier in skills that maybe we don't know how to interact with people, how to make them interested. So first, I wanted to ask you about those money barriers. I know that you're talking about the money rules. And uh, do you have any solutions for people who want to get to the next level? What do they have to switch in their minds and what barriers they need to overcome? That's a big question. And it's a really important question. Now, you know, there's a set of money rules, everybody that's living and existing in the world, right, has a set of money rules, it's money rules around how much you'll spend, it's money rules around how much you're willing to charge, it's money rules around how much money you can earn before you'll start to feel guilty or shameful because of the amount of money that you have. So because I mean, when I was growing up, I grew up in a very poor, really poor area. Uh, my mom was on, you know, social assistance. We were paying with food stamps. We were really, really, really poor. So I was brought up to believe that people with money couldn't be trusted. I was brought up to believe that if you had a lot of money, you were dirty, you were shameful, you were dishonest, you, you know, that's what I grew up with. So sometimes if we've got that going on, if we start to acquire money, right, we'll start to feel guilty. We'll start to feel shameful. We'll start to think that money is going to turn us into this animal or something, you know, that we're dishonest or something like that. But what I want to say about money is that money makes you more of what you already are. If you're generous, you're going to be more generous when you have more money. If you're a complete jerk, well, guess what? You're going to be a bigger jerk <laughs> when you have a lot of money. <laughs> but that's not the money that made you a jerk. You are already a jerk. <laughs> so understand that these rules that you're living by, are creating your current result around money. So the first thing is understanding that if you want to create more money, you have to break your rules because your current rules are creating your current result. The first rule, I think, 
that people need to break if they're embarking into entrepreneurship is the rule around how much they're willing to invest in themselves. I am here with a seven-figure business, almost a multi-seven-figure business, because from very early on in my business, I took significant risk and I invested in help that I needed. That's so important. I don't care if you, you hire me, or you, but hire somebody that's done what you want to do. Nine times out of 10, it's going to require that you break a money rule that you currently have. But understand that if you keep living by the same money rules, you're going to keep creating the same money results. So it's whatever that looks like for you. Like what amount is a huge rule break for you? I'll have my amounts. You'll have your amounts. Everybody's going to have different amounts, but find mentorship. You know, if you want to build a, you know, an online business selling online products, my God, hire somebody that's built an online business selling online products. <laughs> I mean, it's the best thing you could do, but it will require a money rule break. Is there anything else I can say about that? I don't think so. I think that's the best piece of advice I can give people because when I look back in terms of why or how I ended up here, when I think back to beginning and starting and where I was with all of my negative money rules and my scarcity thinking and all of that, I was able to move through that because I hired mentorship that really stretched me, that really stretched me. Like here, I have the down payment. I don't have any more money here. Now you have to teach me how to make money because <laughs> I can't pay you if you don't teach me how to make more money. That's where I was at. So be willing to break your money rules, invest in the help that you need, get some mentorship. If you're trying to build a particular business, hire the person that has already built that type of business and go from there. Yes, I absolutely agree with this. And I must say that when I hired business coach and money coach, it was such a game changer for me in all areas. I can totally agree with you. And I also recommend to our listeners that if you want to go to the next level, then just find a person who is already there and who did it before. So what do you recommend usually to your clients when they have this money barrier, they have scarcity mindset, and they want to go to the next level? How to go to the next level of prices? How to start charging high ticket prices if we think that, oh, maybe it is too much, maybe it's not worth it, maybe they don't have money, I don't want to ask for much more than I'm asking now. So there are all those types of barriers, what would you recommend to a person who wants to go to the next level? Yeah. So, you know, it runs for me, this runs, it's based on a universal law. So let me share what the universal law is. All right. The universal law is the law of polarity. So what the law of polarity says is everything in the universe has an opposite and it exists at the same time. Everything in the universe has an opposite and it exists at the same time. That means you can't have left without also having right. You can't have in without also having out. You can't have up without down, hot without cold, because nothing's hot unless it has cold to compare it to. Nothing's in without out to compare it to. <laughs> you see what I mean? Nothing's up or down, everything just is. So it's only down because it's being compared to up, right? So why does that valid here? Well, it's valid because what that means is if that's true, if everything in the universe has an opposite and it exists at the same time, what that means is every problem in the universe brings with it what? The solution. Every problem in the universe brings with it the solution. So if you have a problem and your problem is I'd like to raise my rates or I'd like to charge higher fees, that means the solution of how to do that has to be in your experience. It has to be because it's the law and the law doesn't care if you believe the law, the law just is. You have to understand, you have to operate from a place 
that every problem brings with it the solution. And you have to remember that the only reason people still have problems is because they're in resistance to a solution. So if I say, well, you can raise your rates, you can charge you know, $5,000 and you go, oh no, but, oh no, but, well, nobody will pay that. Oh no, but, well, there's your resistance. So it's your resistance. You have to understand it's your resistance that's blocking the solution. The solution is here. It's not a maybe thing. It's not a probably thing. It's not, I can charge that in six months when I feel worth it. The solution is here right now, right away. So here's what has to happen. You have to believe that. You have to understand that to the core of your being. You have to be willing to state a price that stretches you and allow yourself to grow into it. Because what happens is people think, well, I want to say they want to charge 10,000, right? They say, well, when I feel worthy of 10,000, I'll charge 10,000. You'll wait forever. You have to charge 10,000 when you don't feel worthy of 10,000. And it's after you charge 10,000 and somebody pays you 10,000, and then they have a good experience of paying you 10,000 that you actually go, oh my God, I'm worth 10,000. But they wanna feel worth it before they charge it. And that's not how it works. You have to charge it first and then grow into it. And you have to understand fundamentally that if you're having the thought in your mind, I'd like to charge 5,000, 10,000, that means there has to be people in your experience that would pay you that because it's the law. They're in your experience. The reason you're not seeing them is because of the belief system you are viewing them from. Your belief system is saying, nobody will pay me more than $1,000. Nobody will pay me more than $500. So all you're seeing, you're viewing the world through that filter. So you're missing it, but they're in your experience already. I've never had that. I've been doing this 12 years. I've never had that not be true. When we start raising rates and I'm working with clients and I'm working with them privately, I have never ever seen a situation where there wasn't people in their experience that would pay the higher price point already. Never seen it happen. But it shocks people when I tell them that. They're like, oh my God, right? And I just remember recently I had, I had a VIP day. I had a client come to upstate New York. Guy was from Seattle and he was a fitness coach. And he's like, well, I do fitness. I do nutrition and all these different things. I said, okay, great. So he's like, you know, I want to sell a high ticket program. I want to sell a high ticket program. I said, great. Okay. So we basically, in our VIP day, we created a 25K program for him. No, it wasn't 25, it was 15. It was 15,000. So we got that done and the day was wrapping up. And he said, nobody in Tacoma, Washington is going to pay me this money. Nobody is. I said, let go, trust, believe, problem, solution has to be here. People have to be in your experience, blah, 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 blah. Trust me. Off he goes, you know, a couple of weeks later, he's like, oh, I've got a couple of opportunities. And so I teach him sales conversation, how to have a really powerful sales conversation. Within three weeks, he sent me a photograph of the transaction on his phone where somebody had paid him. $15,000. <laughs> and he wrote like all these emojis, these screaming emojis and all this, you know, because it blew his mind. But that's what I see happening. And I see it all the time. That's why it's so important that you have somebody in your experience that can view the world, view your potential clients from a different belief system, because it is your belief system that you'll be seeing them through. And that will cause you to miss the opportunities and further kind of develop the negative belief that people won't pay you. But it's the belief system you're viewing them through. It's not that they won't pay you. Yeah, absolutely. I so much agree with you on this, that we need to just start 
doing something and then we will grow into it and then we'll understand that we actually can do it and yeah I also had uh, saw and had myself so many cases of this that in the beginning we just absolutely have no idea how we are going to do this but then after some time it is absolutely doable so I think that this strategy with starting charging high ticket prices is amazing and then having this experience we can realize that, yes, we can. And then by having this experience, we can grow into it. Yeah, the first time I charged the high ticket, I mean, I remember it. I charged it. The lady said yes. And my first thought was that she was crazy. Like, she's absolutely insane. This person's about to pay me $15,000 for coaching. I really thought she was absolutely insane. That was the first thing that came into my mind. So then she bought the program. And then, of course, I was really freaked out. Oh, my God, nobody's ever paid me this much money. So I massively over-delivered. You know, I mean, that's what happens next when you raise your rate. Usually, most people go into massive over-delivery. What ended up happening was after six months, she rehired me. So I was like, oh, my God, she renewed for another 15000 <laughs> And it was like, you know, that was thirty grand when, you know, at my previous price point, that would have been four grand. And it's such a game changer in your business in terms of, you know, revenue, in terms of not needing as many any leads to have a really successful business. You know, if you're charging 15,000, if you get 10 sales, you're at 150 grand for the year. It's less than one sale a month. So it's so incredibly attainable to have, you know, a really solid sound lifestyle when you get to that point where you can charge high ticket and you don't need to constantly be burning and churning more leads where you're like, oh, another lead, another lead, I need another lead because you're charging so little, you need hundreds of people to buy from you to make any real money. So it's a strategy that I highly recommend. Yeah, that's a great strategy. And I can so much relate to this feeling of someone is crazy. <laughs> playing yeah, this that's price. what it felt like. I and had, this, I had this also. Yeah. Like, why would someone pay this? But then this is just normal. So we need to... And then she renewed and I went, oh my God, I, I'm really good at this. She renewed. Holy crap. I, oh my God, I'm worth 15,000. Holy, like it was like this mind-blowing experience, but I never would have had it had I not charged the 15,000 before I felt worth it. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So when we break through those money limits that we have, we need to actually have some skills, how to talk to people, how to sell. And I think that you are the perfect person to give us some advice here. So how would you recommend to approach a person who's interested in our services? What uh, strategies do you usually recommend to your clients? You know, when I'm in Facebook groups, I simply, I post questions, you know, I'll post a conversation starter. So just part, posting any type of conversation starter that's in the area, you know, like, Hey, you know, what's your number one challenge when it comes to price in your business? What's your number one challenge in finding leads? Or I have a strategy for you to get, you know, 200 leads from four Facebook posts. Who wants it? Like you have to find different things that you can say that engage people in conversation. And once they engage in conversation, the simple strategy is I get them to articulate a problem or a challenge. They articulate the problem or challenge. And I do this in live situations and I do this online. And I say, I have some thoughts regarding that. Can I send you a DM? And they say, yeah, by all means, send them the DM, right? You finish every DM with a question, every direct message with a question. So that keeps the conversation going. 
And that's how I do it. So there's a problem or challenge that's revealed. I simply say, I have some thoughts regarding that. Can I send you a DM? They oftentimes will just say, yes, send them the DM, finish that DM with a question to continue the conversation. And then usually after two or three DMs, you're kind of attached enough or connected enough where you say, hey, do you want to continue this conversation via phone? And then that's how it works. So I would say, keep it super, super, super simple. You can even look up on Google conversation starters if you wanted to, <laughs> and you could just post conversation. The bottom line is you just have to be posting and you have to test. You've got to post and you've got to test. Now, when I go to a live event and I'm in front of a person naturally, well, the first step is have a really compelling grabber statement. And that is, you know, a statement around who you help. That's number one, what you help them do. That's number two. So they can what? So who you help, what you help them do. So they can what? I help female entrepreneurs accelerate their income in 90 days so they can have more freedom, more money, and the ultimate lifestyle. That's a compelling elevator pitch. Who you help, what you help them do, so they can what? Then again, same thing. Then I'll ask them if they're at an event. I'll say, what are you hoping to learn from this event? What are you hoping to take from this event? Well, you know, I'd like to learn this. I'd like to learn this. I'd like to learn this. Oh, really? That's fantastic. You know, I'm here. This is what I, this is what I do. I have some thoughts around that that problem or challenge you just mentioned. Are you open to having some breakfast? Do you want to have breakfast? Do you want to get lunch? Do you want to connect like after the session? I'd love to chat with you about that. And they go, oh my God, you do that for me? Yeah, I'd do that for you. I set up lunch. I set up breakfast the next morning. Give them a little bit of value regarding the problem or challenge. Now I've positioned myself as an authority. And then oftentimes I don't have to pitch. They'll just say, oh my God, how do I work with you? Like, can we do more of this? I mean, I had a situation at an event just before COVID. The lady was sitting next to me and at the event, and she happened to be one of the speakers at the event. So, you know, I said, so what's up? She said, oh, I'm here. I'm going to speak. I said, well, what's your topic? She said, I'm going to talk about marketing. And I said, fantastic. I said, well, what's your plan? It was a 400 person room. And she said, well, I'm going to do my pitch and then I'm going to drive people to my ebook. And I said, well, your ebook. I said, so is that attached to a marketing funnel? She said, yes. I said, is the marketing funnel converting? She said, no. I said, so why would you get up in front of a room of 400 people and send people to a marketing funnel that's not converting? <laughs> I mean, why would you do that? <laughs> and she went, oh my God, why would I do that? So I basically gave her a really simple three-part strategy. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get up the, in front of the room. Let me see the points that you're sharing. She showed me her outline. We repositioned her final point that she was sharing so that her final point positioned a call, right? She set up a really simple, you know, Calendly link. And my God, at the end, instead of sending people to the ebook, she sent them to a link where they could actually book a session. I mean, it was super simple. She got like 70 calls and sold about 40 grand on the back of those calls. So it was just giving a person a piece of value in the moment. Being willing to make sure that in situations like that, you don't buy into a person's stuck story. You know, like I didn't go, oh, oh, you're going to drive them to your funnel. Oh, good idea. Amazing. I literally went, you're going to drive them to a non-converting funnel. That's not smart. <laughs> so you, you have to be willing to be bold in some of these situations. When you hear a stuck story, be willing to call a person out on it. But yeah. So the other thing I want to say that this whole concept of authority, you know, when you're starting out, one of the things that I think was super important for me to understand was that authority is 85% taken and 15% earned. 85% taken, 15% earned. So if you want to be an authority in a particular area, you have to be willing to take the authority. You have to take it. When I started out, I was teaching this course that I had. It was called Boost Your Business by Overcoming Sales Call Reluctance. So it was this, this thing on how to you know, teach people how to overcome fear of sales calls and fear of picking up their phone and selling their stuff. So when I went into the industry, I just grabbed the authority. I'd never taught it before. 
But I said, I'm the authority on helping people overcome fear of sales calls. I am that. So I grabbed it. So people started to hire me because I was coming off as this authority figure. And then I became the authority, but I took the authority first. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I think that in the sales conversations that you're mentioning, there is a challenge of oversharing because when we actually start doing calls or lunches or talking to people about their problems, they might get their advice and they say, okay, so I don't need your services anymore. So what would you do? What would you recommend to get to this point where the person is actually interested in working with us? Yeah, interested, but not over. It's it's probably the number one number one mistake. You know that especially if you're in the coaching industry, one of the number I would say the number one mistake is over teaching on the sales call, over teaching. So you know, I say a good rule of thumb is give a person one aha moment. You know, if you're coaching in a strategy session, give them one powerful aha moment, but that's where it stops. You know, and then from there the skill set that you have to learn is you can still continue to ask questions and be curious, but you need the skill set of learning how to ask questions that cause people to convince themselves to work with you rather than you moving into any energy of trying to convince them, asking them what it is that they want, asking them why it is that they want it. You know, what is it that you really want for your business? Why is that important to you? Why do you think you don't have what you want yet? You know, what's preventing you from getting there? What's at risk if you don't get this thing you want? Like staying in questions like that, staying incredibly curious after you give this person this aha moment where, so now they've seen your value, they see that you're an authority and you know something about this particular problem or challenge that they have. Now you want to move into curiosity and ask some questions that can create some urgency around purchase, not you convincing, you simply asking questions that cause them to convince themselves. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for all those tips. And I think that this is very valuable for our listeners. And I also wanted to ask you about your strategy that you have. You have the strategy called Think, Connect, I Help. Can you give us a peek into this, into this strategy? Yeah. Think, Connect, I Help. You know, it's long. We, could, we probably could have run the whole podcast on that. But Think, Connect, I Help is basically my approach to um, how I move a person from like a cold interaction you know, into a sale. So the think model is think about what you want. That's the T. H is have a clear description of it. The I is insert gratitude. The N is notice what shows up. And the K is keep moving in faith. So it's around when every time I go into a room or every time I go into an experience, like that's the model I use. I think I focus on what I want. I have a clear description of it. I insert gratitude in my mind as if I have it already. Then I start noticing who shows up in my experience, who's in my experience. So you notice and then you move in faith, which which means sometimes you're trying to manifest, maybe you're trying to manifest a $5,000 client and the person that shows up in your experience, you're going, oh, it's just the person like, oh my God, wait a minute. You have to pay close attention to who's there because if it's not that person, right, it could be that, that person could lead you to the right person. So the think is really about intentionality and making sure that when I walk into a room, I'm remembering that the people have to be here. If I've set the intention, again, problem is present right? That means solutions present. If I go on vacation and I set the intention for enrolling a, a 60K client, well, guess what? You know, that's, that person, right? Has to be in the experience somewhere, as long as I'm not in a place of resistance and look consistently over and over and over again, when I set an intention like that, I've been able to leave that experience having enrolled a 60K client, if that was my original intention. And here's the thing. Sometimes those people show up and they're the last people you would expect. I mean, I had a guy, I went, I went on a trip to Bali. This was many years ago, six years ago-ish. And the guy was, from my perspective, he was flat broke. 
You know what I mean? He'd never sold anything for over a thousand dollars. Also happened to be a personal trainer. I've worked with a lot of personal trainers for some reason. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, well, I set this intention for a $60,000 client. And this is the person that's landed in front of me. I'm in an enrollment conversation with this person. And I think had I not set that intention, I probably would have offered him like a 2K or a 3K offer. But I was like, I'm here with that intention. So let me make the big offer because it was the best solution for him. It was a long-term program of him and I working together. So I offered it and son of a gun, the guy bought it. I mean, I couldn't believe it. He literally said, I'm gonna, I've am going got a, a $10,000 credit card. I'm going to max it. And then I'm going to up my limits on some of these other credit cards. And the guy hired me. And in around 60 days, he was selling stuff for like 6,500. And it was a complete life changer for him. And that's one of the things that I want to say is when we step out of our own head, right? Like think about how much of a disservice I would have done him if I sold him a two-day retreat. His life will never be the same again because I was willing to quote a 12-month 60K package when even in my head, I was going, ah, and I did it because I had the intention, right? So I don't want to get into the whole connect model, but the whole connect model is basically how I interact and how I network. And it's very similar to think. It's, you know, create an intention, observe, notice, navigate, engage with a compelling grabber, create intrigue, and take the next step, right? So that's, it's just like an acronym for how to approach the room. And then the I help is the I stand. This is how you have a sales conversation. So that's five steps. So the first step is inquire, you know, in the US and in Europe, sometimes inquire is spelled with an E, but in the US it's spelled with an I. So it's I that's inquire. So ask a lot of questions. The H stands for here. And that's all about what you need to be listening for in sales conversations. So we teach that. And then the E stands for elevate, which is elevate urgency. Remember a sale happens when the urgency for the purchase exceeds the perceived risk of the purchase. A sale happens when the urgency of the purchase exceeds the perceived risk of the purchase. So the E stands for elevate urgency. L stands for list, meaning when you're gathering information from them and you're gathering and they say things around, you know, what if you say to them, what will happen for you once you solve this problem? And they tell you, oh my gosh, once I have elevated my confidence, oh my gosh, I'll be able to make more money in my business. I'll be able to have better relationships. My income is going to go up. So you write those things down. And when you're listing, what you're doing is you're listing those things back to your potential client in their words. And that's building your argument for why they should buy from you. And then the P stands for prescribe. That's where you prescribe your service. You prescribe your offer. And I say prescribe it, meaning you prescribe it with authority. When you go to your doctor and you need a prescription, the doctor doesn't say, here's four prescriptions. Tell me which one you like the best and use that one. It just says, here's the prescription. <laughs> And there's an ownership to it. They're speaking it with absolute conviction. So that is the short version of the think model, the connect model, and the help model. The short version. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thank you for sharing this model with us, Chris. And uh, for our listeners who want to know more about your model and who want to work with you, where can we find you in the internet, Facebook, the yeah, group. yeah. The best place to find me, we have a complimentary Facebook group, and that is called Sales Mastery Inner Circle. So look that up, go into Facebook, click the search tab, type in Sales Mastery Inner Circle. That's where you'll find me. Inside of that group, every week I do a live show. So every Thursday, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, I go live and I teach for about 30 minutes. And then every Tuesday, I do something called high ticket laser breakthrough sessions. So what that means is three people, three different people 
every week, come in and they get 10 minute laser sessions with me and we do them on StreamYard so everybody can watch. So that's an opportunity to get a 10 minute laser session with me as well. If you come into Sales Mastery Inner Circle on Facebook. So there you go. That's where you can find me. Perfect. We will share the link to your group under the podcast episode so that our listeners can join your group and benefit from it. Thank you so much, Chris, for being with us today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.